Hello guys, welcome to Raw Thoughts. This is just me popping in to give a little disclaimer before this episode starts. I actually thought about scrapping this episode entirely and re-recording it with the same topic, but I kind of thought that went against the principles of Raw Thoughts as it wouldn't be very raw anymore. Um, So yeah, there is some background noise going on. Sean was home and he was playing his video game and, you know, kind of walking around. Uh, and I wasn't sure if it would be able to be picked up by the recording, but unfortunately it was. So, you know, I hope you still enjoy this episode because I think I still had some really good things to say, but I do apologize if the background noise is a little distracting. But I hope you have a great day, and I hope you enjoy anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Raw Thoughts podcast. This is a podcast where I pick a random topic, and I just go into my raw thoughts about it. Or if I have a guest, we kind of go into our raw thoughts, go into lots of different tangents, and see where we end up. But today is actually my first solo episode. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I've also kind of been putting it off because I guess it can be a little scary um, to feel like I can fill the time and be interesting um, on my own. Even though I know I've done it lots of times before um, on Tin Can and doing live streams. I guess I feel a little out of practice, so I thought it'd kind of be a perfect way to get back into it, to try to challenge myself to do a solo episode. And today I am going to discuss my raw thoughts on self-reflection. I thought it would kind of be a perfect episode for a solo episode, since we're kind of talking about reflecting on ourselves, re- reflecting on our internal experience, And I kind of thought it would be a perfect way to actually kind of do that during the podcast (laughs) with myself, but also to talk about it and talk about the importance of it and what I've been finding recently. So I feel like self-reflection is something that like everybody kind of knows about, but I mean, at least for me, like I know about it, but I kind of forget like what it actually truly means and what the benefits of it are. And recently I've just been finding that like, when I don't self-reflect, it's just a bad time. (laughs) I just feel like I take things more personally. I don't really feel sure of my goals. I don't really feel sure of where I stand. I don't really feel in touch with myself and I've just noticed that I'll go through these like ebbs and flows of like more self-reflection and less self-reflection and I find that when I'm in these like ebbs of not having much self-reflection I really start to feel not like myself and I really start to like kind of feel the negative effects of not being in touch with myself and for me self-reflection kind of comes in the form of like 
either doing an audio journal where I'll just like open my voice memos and just kind of like talk about whatever I want to talk about in the moment or um, journaling is another great like form of self-reflection for me and even just meditating like even just having some time even if it's not like meditation um, or official in any way just kind of having some time to yourself to like sit with yourself and and think and think about what you want to do think about what things are coming up for you and just kind of like noticing the internal state of your mind and all the things that are going on in there because there's constantly thoughts running through our heads every second of every day but I feel like often um, I'm not really aware of them and so then we kind of become in this autopilot and these thoughts that are running through my head can really dictate the way that I view the world and dictate how I react to things but if I'm not aware of them then it just feels like reality and I mean maybe I could kind of go into an example but not really a specific example but just kind of like let's say like you know from my past from trauma I have thoughts running around in my head that like people don't want to spend time with me or I'm like annoying in some way, okay? And I'm not really like aware of these thoughts running through my head because I haven't taken the time to self-reflect in a long time. And so I'll find myself, you know, reading and interpreting situations from that lens and taking things more personally or feeling like people don't want to hang out with me because I'm not aware that I am actually saying that in my own head. And so it's easy to look outside myself and pick up these clues and pick up these signs that what I'm thinking is true. And if I'm not aware that that kind of stems from myself, then it really can feel like reality. And it's only when I take a second to kind of, you know, get back in touch with myself, kind of keep track of what thoughts are going on in my head day to day that I realize oh (laughs) it's not that like I'm annoying or people don't want to hang out with me it's that I have that belief about myself and so when I get like a whiff that that is happening I place that story on that situation instead of like assuming the best about people or assuming the best about myself and just kind of you know realizing that yeah, maybe it looks that way, but I have this belief about myself, so I'm probably a lot more likely to interpret it in a negative way or in a way that fits with that story. Um, And that is a lot more, like that's a lot uh, more positive way to look at things and kind of like allows you to become less triggered and take things less personally because you're aware of what stories you're placing um, in the world. And I really do think that like the things that we believe, we, we look for in the world. And it's like, if you believe something about yourself, you're going to find evidence of that in the world. And you're also going to ignore evidence that doesn't go along with that story. So let's say, you know, I have this belief that people don't wanna hang out with me. 
then I'm going to kind of ignore all the times that people show me they do, or that's not going to land as heavily inside myself as a confirmation that that's not true. Um, and then when people don't want to hang out with me or there's signs of that, I'm going to internalize that a lot more and a lot more heavily because it already fits with a belief that's inside myself. And I really just feel like if you're not aware of those beliefs to begin with, then you can just be walking through the world and your beliefs just grow stronger and stronger, right? If you don't challenge them, if you don't realize their beliefs, if you don't take a second to, you know, recognize uh, where these beliefs even started from. Because a lot of them started, like, in childhood. A lot of them started um, just by situations that we, you know, interpreted as trauma. And it can be really hard to realize that those are just beliefs. They're not reality. They aren't the truth. Especially when you've been living as they are the truth and seeing all these evidence that they, they are the truth the whole time. And so I find when I start to self-reflect and, you know, start to journal or just look inside my mind or, you know, I mean, even going to therapy can be a great way to self-reflect because you are with another person, but you're kind of both focused on your internal experience. But once I take the time to do that, I start becoming more aware of these beliefs and then I'm less likely to um, kind of roll with it, roll with those beliefs and to interpret certain situations um, a certain way. So I feel like when I don't self-reflect, it just, it can very easily go on autopilot and these beliefs can very easily just kind of rule your life without you even knowing. But I also think that there's a reason why I avoid self-reflecting. And I just think that it's almost like there's this fear that, you know, if I stay still for a second and I look inside my brain that I'm not going to like what I see. (laughs) And so I kind of avoid doing that. But I know that like every time I've gone in and out of these ebbs and flows, Every time I come back to the self-reflection, I realize like, oh, it's not that scary. Or like, oh, I already know all of these thoughts. They're just like kind of in the background where I can't really address them. And when I look at them head on, you know, like I already kind of knew they were there. I already know what that's about. But there's just something scary about facing it head on with no distractions. And I feel like that's why a lot of the time, you know... I like to always have things going in the background, like a podcast or music or YouTube or something because it kind of stops me from having to face these thoughts head on. And I realize like I am honestly terrified of facing these thoughts straight on sometimes because I don't like what they have to say and it's scary and I think a part of myself would rather just keep them in the background and not challenge them because in a way, even though it's like hurting me and it's not comfortable because I'm like believing all these negative things about myself, 
it's also my comfort zone because that's what I've done for so many years of my life, right? It's just like not acknowledge those things and just kind of go along with whatever beliefs I had in the moment. So it's really good to self-reflect, but I also understand why I procrastinated a lot. And just kind of looking back to my previous episode with Branwyn, where we talked about procrastination, if you want to give that a listen, um, basically, like, I feel like procrastination is a lot about um, avoiding certain emotions. And when you avoid, like, certain emotions, it kind of stops you from doing those things that would bring up those emotions, right? And so I'm not exactly sure what emotion I'm avoiding when I self-reflect. Maybe it's, like, I guess just fear in general or sometimes shame um, or sometimes anxiety because just sitting with those thoughts can bring up a lot of that that's usually like just in the background but I just feel like it's not that I'm lazy obviously (laughs) like we kind of talked about this in the procrastination episode it's not that you're lazy it's that there are certain emotions that we all just kind of want to avoid because they're unpleasant you know and I feel like that is why I tend to stray away from self-reflection so much because there's just a lot of like unpleasant emotions that tie into it and I don't want that sometimes you know I just want to be in my comfort zone but the thing is you can never really escape because those emotions are just going to find you one way or another because those thoughts are always constantly running through your head like I was saying before so you know I think it's like good to just look at yourself and and what you're doing and why you're doing it and I feel like I've recently just been procrastinating a lot of like my own passions I guess like this podcast for an example I know that's what I want to do I know that that like I want this to be a bigger part of my life I know that I eventually would love something like this or a combination of things like this to become the way that I, you know, sustain myself and make my livelihood. But I also just feel like I have so many blocks around it. And I've been realizing recently that I feel like part of it is like, I don't feel like it's possible to do that. I don't feel like it's like truly a reality for me. Even though when I look around, I can see so many people that are doing the things that I want to do and making it happen and making a living off of their art and their personality. But it just also feels so unreachable at the same time because I feel like I view those people as an other sometimes, you know, like I see them and I'm like, well, but that couldn't be me or but like they got lucky or they just seem so (laughs) so different from me or so rare in some sort of way even though I see it happening all the time 
there's just this kind of otherness about them instead of seeing them and thinking, oh, we're the same. We're both people living on this earth who have creative ideas and want to share them with the world. And it's totally possible for me to do something like that if I see someone else doing something like that. But, you know, there's just a lot of blocks around it. And I think, you know, partly it's myself, partly it's even society, partly it's just what I've grown up with. Because I feel like even though I'm kind of growing up in an era where these like way different ways of making money, like more social ways or more like being kind of an entrepreneur or making money through social media or online it's way more common. It's still kind of like when I was going through school, (laughs) it's kind of the same thing, like go get a degree, get a good job, you know, work those hours in, you know, invest, have savings, retire, all that stuff, you know? And I just saw a lot of people around me doing that. And, you know, I think Shauna and I were talking about this earlier, but just like, it's easy to see, like, you can see those people online. Like, I can go on YouTube and see someone who's doing that. I can go on Instagram and see someone that's doing that. But I might not necessarily know that many people in my personal life. Like, I don't have a cousin who, like, is doing that. Or my dad didn't do that. Or, you know what I mean? And so sometimes it feels a little bit more unreachable because you don't have examples of that kind of lifestyle all around you kind of in the physical world it's more of like you can see it online but again like I said sometimes that just still feels so unreachable and so far away and so I think it really is about you know trusting in yourself and like making that leap and seeing those people that you see online is not really so much different than you and realizing that there is opportunity, there is um, money out there, there is ways that you can support yourself out there that are all over and that are only becoming more and more common. I, and I honestly think like a couple generations from now, it might be the reverse where like more people are making money in an online entrepreneurial sort of way than are actually working like a nine to five. Like I kind of just see that that's where the future is going. And you know, even like, I think they like they've done some surveys of like uh, different kids and what they want their job to be in the future. You know, you always like, what do you want to be when you grow up? That kind of thing. And I feel like in the past it was like doctor, lawyer, you know, more firefighter, <laughs> ballerina. I don't know, like, more physical type of jobs, right? Because that's just what was available. That was what felt possible. And now I think one of the number one careers that most kids want is actually to be a YouTuber, which makes sense because like that's what they're seeing all around and it seems like a very desirable lifestyle. But it's just interesting because like when I was a kid, I never would have said that because I didn't, that didn't exist. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you know, I'm only 23, so I'm not even that much older. Like, I'm not that old. YouTube still came out in my lifetime, but it's still, like, I didn't grow up with that being 
an idea of something that I could even do, even in the realm of possibility. So it's kind of like challenging what I feel like is in the realm of possibility. And I feel like I'm kind of in this in-between phase of like, I know that this is in the realm of possibility because I've seen it, but I also have kind of been ingrained in my mind that that's not a job possibility or I need to get a career and like I need to go to school and get a degree and all these things, which, hey, if that's what you want to do and you're happy doing that, totally fine. Like I totally respect that and there are even sometimes where I want to do that um but it's just like I think for me that's been a huge challenge um to feeling motivated to do these things and I think that's another thing is like I sometimes find if I'm too financially focused that's not helpful because in these type of jobs or side hustles you have to be working on these things for like a really long time sometimes before you see any sort of profit or any sort of return. So I feel like you need to have some other motivation other than money, right? Or else you're going to get pretty discouraged right away. And I feel like I'm really not money focused. Like I love doing podcasts because I love having conversations. I love exploring I love just sharing my thoughts and maybe it inspiring someone or you know kind of sparking a line of thought or a perspective that they never thought about before like that is what I live for honestly like that's what I live for in my personal life that is what I live for in myself you know and that's what I love about doing podcasts and lives is just you know put expressing myself and putting that out there and have people listen but I feel like you know at the same time we're all motivated to make money because we all need to survive right we all need to have food we all want to have a good life and you need money for that and so sometimes I feel like when I tie these passions of mine into money it just like I almost forget why I started doing it in the first place and why I liked doing it and it just becomes like oh like it's a job you know and I feel like I become very unmotivated because I'm not making money when really that's not why I even got into it in the first place it's just this very like confusing thing for me and I feel like to really truly succeed and get to where I want to go I just need to focus on like the things that I like about these things in the moment the things that make me happy in the moment and kind of have a long-term goal but also kind of forget about that because if I'm too focused on the long term the short term becomes so unenjoyable it's kind of like if you're walking on a path right I mean, this is so cliche, but like if you're walking on a path and you're just focused on the destination and you're looking ahead, you're looking at how far it is ahead of you and you're just so focused on getting to that point, the whole walk there is going to seem very long, right? It's going to seem very um, grueling and like, oh, like I'm almost there, you know, just like and, and you're just seeing how far away you are from that end point. Instead of like 
if you're like, yeah, I mean, I know there's an endpoint, but also I know that if I keep walking, I'm just going to get there. So like, might as well just enjoy the scenery, might as well just feel the ground beneath my feet, might as well stop and smell the flowers, you know? Um, then I feel like the journey feels not only so much shorter, but it's so much more enjoyable because you're actually enjoying the act of the journey rather than just focusing on the destination, on the end goal. And I feel like a lot of the time, like, again, like I said, it's so cliche, like we know this, stop and smell the roses, all that stuff. But to put it into practice is kind of like a completely different thing. And I feel like often it's very demotivating for me when I'm just looking at the end goal and not being present and not being in the moment and not, you know, smelling the flowers and enjoying what I'm actually doing. Because when you're focused on an end goal, sometimes I just feel like it takes you out of that present moment. And I think that's what fulfillment is all about is being in the present moment and enjoying what you're doing in the present moment. Because if I'm always just reaching for a goal, I'm never actually here. Like I never actually have my feet on the ground, you know? And so I think that's something that I really want to focus on, you know, in the next coming months or years or whatever, is just like really realizing why I do these things in the moment and seeing the value in that, you know? And I think like a lot of, you know, what jump-started this kind of thinking is recently, like I've been working as a nanny for the past two years for a family and, you know, I got very comfortable in that situation and it pays the bills and I enjoyed my work enough and I feel like sometimes when you're just in that position, you don't have any motivation to put time or energy into these side hustles or these passions that you have because you know everything kind of just feels comfortable it just feels like you know that's what life is but recently I just got news that the family that I'm working for is actually moving away and they're moving uh, far out so that I can't actually you know get there anymore so I have to find a new job <laughs> in the next month, which is, you know, kind of scary, kind of anxiety provoking, but it also kind of kickstarted me in this way of like, you know, I didn't work a lot of hours, so I did have time to pursue these side passions and I feel like I didn't as much as I wanted to and it kind of just struck me of like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to just keep finding, like, another nannying job, another job, you know, just a job to pay the bills, even though, like, I was saying, like, I do enjoy my job. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but I know ultimately in myself that's not what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Like, that's not sustainable. And so it just kind of made me think, like, what am I doing right now to get towards my goal to to do what I want to do to like have a life filled with passion and creativity and I think it just kind of 
jump-started this feeling in myself that, you know, every moment that you invest in these passions, whether it makes you money or not, you are investing in your future self. You are building a repertoire. You are building skills, you know, and also you're just enjoying yourself because we all want to get into these things because they're our passions, right? We all want to get into these creative pursuits because we like doing them. And I feel like I've just kind of been neglecting that side of myself recently because I felt comfortable and, you know, you kind of forget that life is going on, that years are passing by, and that, you know, I want to look back on this and feel like I have something to show and something to be proud of and to be enjoying myself in the moment and, you know, really expanding my creative pursuits. Like, that's what I want to do. But it's interesting that, you know, me losing my job is actually what (laughs) kick-started me towards this um and like obviously I'm gonna get another job and it's all gonna be fine but I don't want to forget about this you know I don't want to put this stuff on the back burner because this is the stuff that I'm really passionate about and I just feel like I can really get in my own head about my abilities and my confidence and I think there was a point in time when you know I was on tin can a lot doing lives and doing podcasts and I felt really inspired and I was getting a lot of you know positive feedback that I was you know providing a useful perspective and that people really enjoyed my presence and enjoyed my you know, perspectives, and it really, like, added value to people's lives, and I felt, like, very strongly at that time that that was my purpose, you know, is to bring light into other people's lives and to bring, you know, a new perspective into other people's lives, and I was getting a lot of reassurance of that, but I feel like somewhere down the line, you know, my self-limiting beliefs got in the way, and It just kind of prevented me from putting myself out there in that way. And then I feel like the less that you put yourself out there in that way, the more you're not getting the feedback, the more you're not practicing those skills, and then the more um, confidence you begin to lose in yourself and the more you avoid doing those things. And then it's just kind of this like... um, toxic cycle that just goes on and on because it's like you're not doing the thing that you want to do and so you're feeling less motivated and less confident in yourself and then by feeling less motivated and less confident you don't do the thing that you want to do which makes you feel more you know what I mean like it just kind of goes around and around and I feel like I've kind of been stuck in that cycle and even now like honestly it's a little nerve-wracking just like getting back into the podcast and feeling like my words have value or that anybody would want to like listen to what I have to say and I'm sure so many people struggle with that too like that's not something that's unique to me you know like I think we all struggle to feel like we have value in this world sometimes and that we have purpose and I think 
you know, again, it's such a cliche thing. Like they say, you know, you got to find your purpose. Like you got to find what you want to bring to this world, how you can serve this world in your own unique way. But it's so true because without that, I feel like I start to like get kind of depressed, you know? I start to get kind of down on myself and life feels more pointless, you know? Life seems less colorful. It seems more dull. It doesn't feel like there's traction, that there's fire, that there's motivation. It just feels stagnant. And I think I've really had just this stagnant energy for the past little while and I kind of feel like it's finally starting to lift and what really helped was actually me and my friends um Brandwin and Dolphin shout out to you guys (laughs) we actually did a new moon ritual and you know I know like a lot of people could be like oh like new moon ritual like what does that even mean you know it's a bunch of like hocus pocus (laughs) Or whatever, but I think it's just mainly about setting intentions and kind of, again, a form of self-reflection in a way. Because the ritual was basically that we would write down all of the things that weren't serving us and all of the things that we didn't want to bring into the next cycle. Write all those down on a piece of paper. So like, I can't remember all of mine, but some of them were like, comparison, um, uh, procrastination, uh, negative view of myself in the world, you know, those kind of things. Those are kind of things that I had been feeling that I felt like had been weighing me down. And I was like, okay, new cycle. I want to shed those things. And then I write those down on a piece of paper. Then on another piece of paper, I would write down all the things that I wanted to bring forward into the new cycle. And I would kind of like, Like if it was comparison, for an example, I wrote down comparison I want to get rid of. On the other people uh, piece of paper, I would write like the opposite of that. So I'd write um, being sure of myself and my abilities, basically. Or if it was negative view of the world, I would do positive view of the world. So I'd kind of like counteract each negative thing that I was getting rid of with a new positive thing that I was bringing forward. And we would read out the negative and the positive things to each other, virtually, (laughs) of course. And then we would burn the negative things and uh, just let the ashes go away. I mean, I actually burned it in my bathtub with some water. And so I just let the ashes go down the drain. And that even felt symbolic in itself. And then I wrote the new things that I want to bring nice and neat and big on a piece of paper and I put it in my window so I can look at it every day and know what I want to bring forward into this new cycle. And I know it just seems like, I mean, obviously it's not like it's a magic fix and like everything negative is just going to be gone now, but it's just more about like setting that intention and knowing what I want to even bring forward and knowing what I even don't want to bring forward you know because I feel like again without that self-reflection we can just get so lost like it just feels so cloudy and you you feel all these negative feelings but you don't even know necessarily what they are you know that you want things to feel better but you don't even know how and I feel like just doing kind of a simple thing like that it 
to me felt like a little bit of a reset and I know it's not going to help for everyone but like there are lots of ways to kind of do that and you know it doesn't have to be on a new moon or anything it can be any time really that you're just feeling like stagnant but if any of you want to take that tip and try it for yourself try it out let me know how it goes um because I'm curious I'm curious if that would help anyone else just like it helped me and I feel like just writing those things down and burning them really felt like shedding that weight you know and knowing what I want to do moving forward and kind of like if I would notice myself you know doing something one of those negative things it just kind of be like a gentle like reminder like oh yeah I want to shed that I don't I don't want that anymore and just kind of having like clear intentions going forward into the next um, cycle and I kind of like want to try doing that every month because I feel like it's something really useful to do it's something really useful to keep yourself accountable to see where you're at even you know because each month it could be different things or let's say you could have comparison on your thing for six months you know every cycle you're like saying oh I want to get rid of comparison I want to get rid of comparison and then one month you don't even write that down like obviously you have like 10 other problems but you know it's kind of recognizing like oh yeah I actually kind of don't feel like I have an issue with that anymore and you can kind of just track your own progress in that way and I felt like that was that's would be very useful to me to like do that on a consistent basis for sure and um another thing that I really want to work on is like I kind of have like a what do you call that it's not really like a mood board but kind of like a visualization board I I feel like I'm forgetting the name but basically like you at least the way my board is it's like a board and it's set up with different sections so I think on mine it's success uh, love and marriage friendships career knowledge and education family and health um, wealth and prosperity and I think children or youth and children I don't know something like that so it's all divided into different sections. What you're kind of supposed to do is cut out pieces of a magazine or words or whatever that kind of reflect, oh, a visualization board. That's what it's called, visualization board. That's kind, of, that's kind of a visualization of what you want your future or your life to be like. And I think like a lot of the time, like we know what we don't want our life to be like but we don't have a clear picture of what we do want our life to be like. And I think that's like what a visualization board helps with a lot is just like kind of painting a clear picture in your mind's eye of like, what am I looking towards? Like, what do I want, you know, in this life? Because if we don't know what we want, we can't even set intentions. We can't even know if we're getting there. It's just like you feel like unsatisfied with your life, but you don't even know what you'd rather be doing instead and I think like that happens to me a lot where I'm scrolling on Instagram or I'm doing whatever and I know that I don't want to be doing it you know like I know that 
this is not what I want to do right now, but I don't really know what I do want to do, you know, at the same time. And I think I struggle with that a lot. And I think like, that's why it really helps to have something like that. Like, even if you don't make it physically, like cutting out of a magazine, even if you're just like going on Pinterest and like making different mood boards based on like different categories. So let's say like career or like house or whatever, just making that, it really like just sets that in motion and really like your brain starts to think about these things and and what you want in your life and I feel like it subconsciously pulls you towards those kind of things but if you don't even know what you're working towards it's really hard to feel like you're moving anywhere you know and so I feel like you know it's interesting because in my career I have a mic and I have something that says online spotlight and I have um you know just stuff about like social media and stuff and it's really interesting because I made that so long ago but now I feel like it's very relevant to what I work towards like when I look at that I'm like oh yeah I did Spotify or um I made a podcast I went on live you know, on Tin Can, like all these things kind of tie into these pictures and these images, but also a lot of it is blank space. Like I didn't fill up the whole thing. So I feel like I have more to kind of fill and kind of work towards, but it's fascinating how I've already kind of worked towards those things without even really knowing it or realizing it. It was just something that I visualized a long time ago. And I think that's another thing of just like realizing how far you've come And realizing that sometimes, you know, even though we feel unsatisfied in our life and we feel like we're not doing what we want to do, if we actually look back like five years ago, we're doing a lot of things that we never thought we could do. Like for an example, for me, I wanted to start a podcast for a long time, long time. I had the idea about raw thoughts a long time ago, but I remember it being like, My dad was like, oh, maybe I'll, like, buy you a domain and, like, you know, like, you gotta pay to, like, get on these certain platforms and, like, all this stuff. And it just seemed so unachievable. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll do that at some point, but, like, I don't know when. But I knew it was something that I wanted to do. And now I just think, wow, I actually have a podcast. I actually have a name. I have um, a cover art made by my very talented friend Branwyn, which you can check out more of her art on Kiano Design, Q-U-I-A-N-O Design on Instagram. She made my cover art and, you know, like I, I have that now and a while ago, not too long ago, that was something that I didn't think I could ever do, honestly. Like, it just seemed very far <laughs> the the possibility seemed very far away and now it's right here in front of me and I also even thought about you know there was a time where I would be writing or posting random Instagram stuff to like private accounts that I didn't show anyone and I would think oh how cool would it be to like have an audience that I could like pull different stuff and I could say you know like what should I make my next episode about or what should I blah 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 And I could actually get people interacting and, you know, um, 
engaging with these things and giving me feedback. And I remember, you know, when I was doing Tin Can and all that stuff, like, I, you know, started my own Instagram for my Tin Can. And I would put up those polls and people would interact. And yeah, maybe it wasn't a lot of people. Maybe I would have, like, six votes and three votes, you know. But that's still people. That's still what I wanted. And I think sometimes it's just because when we get the things we want, like our life still feels so the same. Like I think when I think of like, oh, having a podcast or doing that stuff, it feels so like, oh, that's going to be life-changing. That's going to be so incredibly different than how it is now. But that's not usually how life works. Like I feel like it usually builds up very slowly and it still feels like life always still feels normal in a way. But you kind of have to take that step back and realize, oh, whoa, I'm actually doing the things that I wanted to do. Even though it doesn't feel drastic or different, I'm still doing them, you know? And I think that, like, that's something that you miss out with self-reflection because, like I said, life just feels normal most of the time. And if you don't take that moment to self-reflect and realize... What am I actually doing with my life? What was I dreaming of years ago that I'm doing now? It's hard to feel that confidence in yourself. It's hard to feel like you're moving because life feels the same, you know? And it can be very discouraging in that way. But I really, you know, when I take a step back and I look into myself and look at what I wanted a year ago or a few years ago and look at what I have now, It's very motivating, but it's only when I take that moment to look at it. And it's so easy, so incredibly easy to just pass that by, to not look into yourself, to not look at what your dreams are, to not look at what your life actually looks like and just be in it and feeling unsatisfied or whatever. And... That's why I think like self-reflection is so, so important because without it, we can be really lost in just what is happening to us in the moment or what we're unsatisfied with in the moment. And it doesn't give us the opportunity to look back on ourselves. And that's kind of what I've been realizing lately. And I know that I always feel better when I journal. I always feel better better when I um, audio journal. I always feel better when I sit with myself and think about what's going on for me or just become more familiarized with the voices and the thoughts that are going through my head every day. I do feel so much better, but it's also a lesson that I'm still learning because it can float away very easily. And, you know, it can also become something that we procrastinate. Like, I'm like, oh, I know I want to self-reflect, but, you know, and it just becomes this very scary thing. But I feel like also scary things are only scary a lot of the time because they're not familiar. Like, the more that we become out of practice with something, the more unknown it seems and the more foreign it seems. And our brain is constantly wanting to keep us safe. And constantly wanting to keep us comfortable. And so, whether we like it or not, it will kind of usually draw us away from unfamiliar things because it sees it as a threat and it sees it as danger. But once, you know, you do that scary thing, you get over the fear, 
and you survive, <laughs> then it becomes a little bit more normalized. It becomes a little bit more familiar. And then the more you do that, the more it actually gets incorporated into your comfort zone. You know, you're not having to step out of your comfort zone and get over that fear and that anxiety to get there. It's just kind of like it's familiarized to you. So your brain recognizes that it's not a threat anymore. It's something that we do. It's something that we do normally because there are so many things that like probably the first time we did it was very scary but now it's become so normalized that we don't even see that as a threat anymore. That's not even something we think about anymore. And so it really is about getting over that initial fear and rinsing and repeating until that thing becomes normal. So like, you know, there have been phases in my life where self-reflection was a lot more normal because I was doing it more and it became less scary. And so it took a lot less motivation to do it again. And you know, but then there's also been phases in my life where I haven't been doing self-reflection for a long time. So it does become this scary thing. And then it becomes this huge hump of anxiety and, and fear that I have to get over to get there. And once I get there, it feels great, but my brain still doesn't really recognize it as something safe. You know, it's still kind of like, Ooh, this is scary. This is new. This is a threat. I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. And so I feel like it's really about normalizing it for yourself, but it can definitely be hard to get there because, you know, how do you break out of that cycle of fear? How do you break out of that anxiety? How do you just do the thing that you're terrified of doing? Um, and I mean, you know, we don't have to do it alone. I think that's another thing is like, even though it's self-reflection, we can still self-reflect with another person. Like I said, you know, therapy is great with that, but like, also with a friend, like if you want to vent about that, but also just even sharing with your friends or sharing with people that you trust how you are worried about self-reflection or how, you know, you're having these thoughts come up. It makes it more normalized for you to think about that yourself. And I feel like that really helps reduce the fear and, and have it become more normalized and more regular and more comfortable. So that's another thing. Um, and I think, you know, even doing rituals, like I was saying, like the, the full moon ritual or even, you know, doing a visualization board, like those kind of things are all things that help you practice that and help you like kind of flex that muscle. And, you know, I know it's again, so cliche to be like, oh, it's just like a muscle, but like, I feel like self-reflection is like a muscle of like, might be a little weak when you first use it it might feel bad and painful but the more you do it the stronger you're going to get with it and the more comfortable you're going to get with it and eventually it can just become a regular part of your life and you know I'm just suggesting some things like audio journaling and journaling and doing you know those sorts of things but that's just what works for me and you know I'm really curious to see like other people's forms of self-reflection because I know that there are so many different types of self-reflection that you know I'm not aware of and that I might use in the future so I'm very curious to just like learn more about that and like what other people find helps them get more in touch with themselves and you know it's really hard to know what you want <laughs> And what you need when you're not in touch with yourself, right? And I think like a lot of the time, 
we, especially, you know, you're growing up with trauma, you don't necessarily have a super strong connection with yourself because maybe, you know, you didn't get asked enough growing up for whatever reason, like nothing malicious, but you didn't get asked enough like, well, what do you want? Or what would you like to do today? Or what's your favorite flavor of ice cream or whatever that gives you the opportunity to create that connection um, to yourself and what you want and who you are and what your personality is. Like I've felt very lost in the past of like, who am I even? What do I even want? You know? And I think part of that is, you know, just typical going through your twenties, you know, just finding yourself. But also I think, you know, if you grew up with a lot of stress and trauma, you also kind of have a disadvantage when it comes to that because you might have not really developed that connection with yourself at all. And now you're in your twenties being like, like, who am I? What are like, are these just things I've picked up along the way? Or is this my actual self? You know, it can become very tricky to do that. And, you know, to know who you are and what you want. But I feel like if you don't, like I was saying, you just kind of go along life and whatever happens is happening and you don't feel like you have much agency or like even you don't really know what you want so you're not really working towards that and so you're kind of just relying on the outside world to deliver to you what you want sometimes like for an example let's say you don't really have a connection with yourself and honestly this example is from psychology in seattle i always mention it's a podcast uh run by dr kirk honda he's a therapist who i love his work he also has a youtube channel called psychology in seattle so check him out but um he kind of made this example of like if you don't have a connection to yourself let's say you really like (laughs) uh for dinner you really like cheesy things and you really like spicy things like that's the kind of things that you like to eat but you don't even really know that deep down And so whenever you make dinner, you're always kind of asking your partner, like, oh, what do you want? Or like, what should we have, you know, because you don't really feel comfortable asserting it because you don't even know what you want. Right. You're like, I'm fine with anything. Like, I'm I'm cool with anything. Right. Even though technically you do have preferences deep down in there, you're just not aware of them. And so let's say your partner doesn't choose something cheesy or spicy for like two weeks you know, and you're not even aware that you're not getting what you want, but you do feel this buildup of like unsatisfaction. And then all of a sudden one night your partner says, oh, I really want like cheesy pasta tonight. And you make cheesy pasta and you feel great. You feel like fulfilled. You feel like, oh, wow, like I'm really enjoying this. But it's all at the whims of others. It's all, you know, just randomly being delivered to you. So like you might go two weeks without eating what you want, and not even realize it and so you're just kind of like skirting through life hoping that the decisions of others around you are going to somehow give you what you want even though you don't really know what you want and you'll be feeling this unsatisfaction and not really even knowing why you're feeling this unsatisfaction and so that's why I feel like it's so important to know that in yourself and it's not like to say like oh I always want to get what I want But just so you know what you want and you know, like, obviously, sometimes you're going to sacrifice or do what your partner wants or what your friend wants. But 
that deep down you know that you have these needs and that the, these wants and that they deserve to be satisfied sometimes and that you can work towards that. You can get help with that. You can create that for yourself independently because you know yourself and you know what you want and you know what you deserve. And so I think that's also another really important part of self-reflection is just getting to know yourself so you can actually work towards getting what you need and what you want and what you prefer in life. Because like I said, I think a lot of the times we kind of know what we don't want in a way, but maybe not really what we do want. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, this has kind of just been a random rambling raw thoughts of just whatever I've been thinking about. But I hope that like it was useful to you in some way. I hope that, you know, maybe you got some inspiration to self-reflect or, you know, on yourself, on the thoughts that have been running through your head on, on what you want in life. And yeah, I, you know, I hope that going forward, I self-reflect more. This has actually been a really nice way to self-reflect. Um, And I really like want to do more of these solo podcasts sometimes. I love talking to other people, but also it's nice to just put my thoughts out there. And so I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Raw Thoughts. And I hope that you come back for more. (laughs) Whenever I make more, I'll try. I want to be more consistent for sure. That is something that I want. Um, But yeah, if you want to check out any of my socials, I will put it down in the description, but also I am just Sunny Paxton on Instagram. I am Sunny Paxton on Tin Can. If you want to hear me, I do lives on there sometimes. I read audiobooks. Um, I do like games. Uh, I also have a Discord server, which is uh, the Sunshine Discord server, and I also am Sunny Paxton on YouTube as well so you can check out any of that Uh, make sure you follow this podcast or share it if you want to and i hope to talk to you again soon and share with you some more of my raw thoughts